Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Michael Reed Show Podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at LMFM.ie Tuesday morning, the 6th of April. Good morning with much debate and discussion from now till 11am. This is Michael Reid on LMFM. Last week, the government announced it is to change the way the vaccination programme is to be rolled out. We want to get vaccines to those who who are most at risk of severe outcomes or or death if they were to contract COVID-19. The government will now follow the recommendation from NIAC to prioritise people by age instead of giving priority to professions in which people are said to be exposed more so to this virus. So, so when they looked at the evidence for a whole range of different occupational groups, uh, once, they, once you account for age and once you account for underlying conditions, and those, those, those are already taken, taken account of in the way the prioritisation framework is set out. The Deputy Chief Medical Officer, Dr Roland Lynn, speaking last week. Teachers this week hold their annual Easter conferences. The Association of Secondary School Teachers will debate issues to do with overcrowding, how to reform the curriculum and additional investment in education. The three teachers' unions will be holding their conferences online because of COVID. But the change in how the vaccines are being rolled out, announced last week, is now set to dominate the agenda for the INTO, the TUI and the ASTI. So once you take account for age and underlying health conditions, uh, no occupation, there's no evidence that any particular occupational group stands out as being at higher risk of severe outcomes from COVID-19. That's the medical advice. Dermot Depere is uh, the Deputy General Secretary of ASTI and on uh, the line with us. And uh, a very good morning to you, Dermot, and uh, thanks as always for joining us on uh, the programme uh, this morning. Uh, I take it that uh, this issue is set to dominate your conference. Well, it certainly uh, dominate. It, it will certainly be one of the issues that will be discussed. Um, we are in discussions with the other teacher unions to try and have a, a joint approach on it and a joint approach in our conferences, and, and hopefully that will will emerge. Um, but uh, yes, uh, teachers are very angry and upset, and they're not the only group. I think so are guards, firefighters, other people in the front line who have put themselves in the front line for the good of their, in case of teachers and SNAs, for the good of their students. They we have. Um, we have obviously argued the toss with the government about what measures we want in place before we go back to school and whatever, but we have gone back to school. We have 
um, and we we have been we were assured all the time that we would be in the top 30% of people vaccinated and then at the stroke of a pen this was changed by the government without never mind consulting without telling anybody we found out from leaks to the press mm. and Leo Fatker uh, was saying last week that you weren't assured uh, that frontline workers that weren't specifically named were assured they'd be in the top 30% but that didn't necessarily refer to you or the guards well, or anybody else talking about them yeah well so I don't know but I'm just <laughs> is it TD I thought I maybe know. you'd have the answer to that well no I, I you know we we understood and we understood from discussions not you know, not among ourselves, mm. but discussions with the Department of Education, discussions with the Minister, that mm. we were uh, in that 30%. And, and it was talked fact, about widely and nobody fact, contradicted fact, anybody. Yeah. No, and in mm. fact the Department had been in consultations about whether we would be moved further up the list, but mm. there was no question of further down. And I, I think there's an irony as well. This came three days after the third global call by the United Nations. Uh, well, it was the United Nations with the third global, the WHO had done it, UNESCO and UNICEF had all called for the prioritisation of vaccination of teachers um, because they felt it was so important uh, to keep the, the, their students safe, to keep schools open and to keep the, the country moving as a result of that. Um, now, and, and any, any health experts I've heard from outside, none of them say that you must go one way or the other. Well, these ones are saying teachers should be prioritised. Yeah. I've heard other people saying there are different things in different countries, but in terms of the efficiency, that it doesn't seem to make a massive big bit of difference. Yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, how you can argue that somebody, you know, in their, let's say, to, to somebody in their mid-40s and somebody in their early 40s, and the person in mid-40s is working from home uh, and has relatively little contact with the outside world for the moment, unfortunately, and somebody who's going into, and there's another of the big issues on our, our convention timetable this, this, uh, th- these coming days, mm. is going into an overclouded classroom, up to 30 students for several hours, masks or no masks, that the risks aren't higher. It just doesn't make sense to us. And I think people, I mean, we teachers are very angry and very upset, and we are asking, we'll be asking the government to reconsider this decision, um, which uh, I think was very short-sighted. I think it seemed to have been taken. I mean, I was shocked to hear uh, the Taunish to say that, oh, well, we'd only got the documents less than an hour before we went into Cabinet. And then, but then why did you have to make the decision so quickly? It's not as if anybody, any teacher was, well, other than those who would be vaccinated anyway for high-risk reasons, but it wasn't as if this rollout was going to happen this week or next week. Mm. Um, so they could have paused a little and thought about the implications of it rather than run, rush to a hasty decision if they got their documents an hour before the Cabinet meeting because these are, are big issues. Right, um, well, the Irish we, Times, it's just interesting what you're saying there uh, about uh, ministers getting the documents uh, an hour before the Cabinet meeting because the Irish Times is reporting today that the Secretary-General of the Department of Education attended a senior officials meeting on the 24th of March, which heard that changes to the vaccine allocation strategy were being considered. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it took, it seemed to take everybody on the hop. And this is what, and, and, and I don't, you know, they take, the government seems to take a long time to make certain decisions and then they take other decisions in absolute haste and then regret it. And it's not the first time that they've made a decision. And hopefully this is another one where they have had to, uh, change their minds when mm. you know the evidence is put before them and the arguments are put to them. Um, but that was two I, weeks ago on the twenty fourth of March. Yes, but then, but then, as I say, there was no discussion. Nobody, nobody told us that they were considering it. Mm. Um, and I 
certainly don't, my understanding is, they may have said that they were considering it, but they certainly didn't tell the Department of Education. The Minister for Education seemed to be caught on the hop. Um, and then she was calling for the evidence, you know, from NIAC and whatever. So it, it does, there does seem to be a lot of confusion over it. And I suppose our bottom line, and as I say, not just on behalf of teachers, teachers, SNAs, mm. Gardaí, firefighters, all these people I think deserve, um, they have they have done their bit and are continuing to do their bit. And I think they deserve more consideration than they were given uh, with this hasty and ill-thought-out decision. Mm. It hasn't been explained, or has it, uh, I haven't heard it explained anyway, as to why the advice changed. Um, because they're following what other countries are doing, as you said earlier. I mean, I think this is the approach that they're taking in the North. We decided to take a, a different approach because we uh, commissioned a group of experts to tell us what is the best approach. Uh, they told us the best approach based on the science and the public health advice. Uh, and now they've changed that. Uh, and I don't think the science or the public health advice has changed. No, I, we don't think so. I, It seems to be more about... Something and, and I, I can't understand this either. It seemed to be how it would be so much more efficient. Now, it's not as if teachers or Gardaí or SNAs are hard to find. It's not, in fact, I would have thought trying to find the people who are between the age of, say, 60 and 64 and prioritise them is much more difficult than prioritising teachers and arranging centres for the teachers in an area to go to or for the guards in an area to go to because they're all employed by the state. I mean, we have their... The, you know, the Department of Education have their details, the, the Gardaí have their details. Um, so I don't quite understand. I mean, there seems to have been some issues about the rollout, the, the double bookings and all this sort mm, of thing. And, yeah. and, and I don't know. I, I, look, I, I, this is one of the problems. So it's the, mechanics very, very of the, it's the mechanics of the, it's the scheme. It's not that they got the, the, the science wrong first time round. Well, that's what that's that's my understanding. But again, my understanding is that this is one of the problems. This is mm. only very confusing. Um, they didn't, as I say, which you would normally expect, they didn't come and talk to us about what they were proposing to do and why they were doing it. Mm. But it as we heard there, time. this approach will save lives. So um, if this approach is saving lives, it's very hard to understand why they adopted an approach approach. that wouldn't save lives in the first instance. Only three days ago, the United Nations were calling on people to prioritise teachers. As of the first group to to call uh, for the prioritisation of teachers was the World Health Organisation. So, you know, they're not ignorant of the medical situation. Obviously, there are, you know, there are nuances in this and different countries take different Mm. approaches. But as I say, any experts I've heard from abroad have said that it's, it's not about saving lives. The difference isn't Major. Mm. Um, what we're saying is that these are, I mean, and it seems logical to me, that people mm. in the front line deserve uh, to get protected as soon as possible. Well, there's, uh, there, there, there's probably a few points to this. Uh, there is uh, the greater exposure uh, to the virus because you're in the front line. But there's also the consequence for people based on their age, uh, that there's a greater risk if you're older uh, of getting very sick or possibly dying if you catch this virus. Uh, and that's why a lot of people would argue that it makes sense to them uh, that somebody in their 60s with lupus, let's say, uh, would get vaccinated before a young, healthy teacher in her 20s. But there, there's no issue about the high-risk people, and never was. Um, like, you know, people well, no, I mean, there's plenty of people who have underlying conditions uh, that aren't considered to be a high risk or just somebody in their 60s anyway. Uh, apparently, once you go over 40, you're at great risk uh, of serious illness from this disease. Uh, but then, having said all of that, uh, the government 
had made a, a commitment, it's reneging on that commitment and it's broken a promise to you. So you can understand uh, the reason why your members are upset by all of this. Yes, and, and look, and, and if, it was, if it was the case that the evidence was emerging to say, well, if you're, if you're over 40 and, as you say, you have lupus, etc., well, then let's c- come and talk to us and we'll mm. say, yes, there, you know, like I know, for example, you know, people who have diabetes, that's being rolled out at the moment. Uh, and that's fine, you know, but, but and, and there are people who are, much, who are very high risk with diabetes and people who are, who are less so. Mm. But mm. I, I, I suppose in terms of the rolling out, how do you do that? So you say, let's. Let's vaccinate the people who are attending our diabetic clinics around the country. Nobody has a problem with that. Mm-hmm. Well, the problem is this, what seems a kind of arbitrary and, as I said, it was not considered at any great length or in any great detail by the cabinet. So they are now here. It, it's like there's a post-justification. They're scrambling around looking for the reasons why this was the right decision. And they should have taken some, well, some time. They should have talked to us and come to, well, we think a different decision, but at least they should have come to the decision after some deliberation and some consultation. Okay, well, they're, they're doing it based on the advice from uh, NIAC uh, and uh, the National uh, Immunisation Advisory uh, Council is saying to them that lives will be lost if they don't take this approach because if older people get it, they'll die, whereas younger people uh, who get it won't die. Uh, So the risk is far greater or very sick, uh, as the case may be. Uh, And uh, they're also uh, suggesting uh, that, um, uh, or at least there is a suggestion being made by a lot of people, that this will make no difference to teachers in particular, whatever about Gardaí and whatever, because uh, the holidays are just around the corner. Well, first of all, the teachers uh, will be working with students. There is going to be a leading search. There are going to be issues like that. Um, Again, Look, there may have been tweaks that could have been done. There may have been issues that could have been dealt with. But, uh, and, and also, I mean, there are teachers who are younger. And actually, if, if what you're saying is that what the evidence seems to be is that the new viruses affect young people more, or younger people more seriously than the, the, um, the, the first versions did. Well, then I would have thought that the frontline workers and the people who are dealing with the public, be that students, be that people are stopping at checkpoints or whatever, they need to be protected even more because because they're they are now more vulnerable maybe than they were to the to the first virus um, because there are younger teachers as well um, and in any of these things you prioritise groups like nobody had a problem or an issue when mm. the people in the health service were prioritised and that is absolutely right but the logic of that is to say that is because they were at higher risk of contracting the virus, not because they were at higher risk of dying, as you think. But why vaccinate teachers the when they're on holidays? Well, they're not on holidays at the moment. And No, but you would be when you're due under the original uh, sequencing. Well, if, if they could assure us that every single teacher would be vaccinated by September, well, then maybe. I think that probably is the aim and the hope. Well, that everybody is, uh, that everybody, uh, I mean, they're talking yeah, about 80% well, by the end of uh, June uh, to have had their first vaccine. But uh, they're also saying that there'll be over a million vaccines a, a month from this month and that by September, everybody should be vaccinated. Well, let's hope so. And that'll bring it, that, that, that's, uh, that, that's all Asti needs to hear, is it? Well, no, what I'm saying, look, if everybody's vaccinated, everybody, look, we all want this to end. We want it to end sooner rather than later. We want vaccines rolled out. We want, we hope that the vaccines will be as effective as people uh, seem to think it will be. Uh, but we, we also, you know, there has been, there is many a cut between uh, mm. 
slip between cup and lip and uh, we're just we would be worried uh, and we do want uh, want to make sure that our members are not going into school unvaccinated uh, for for as little time as possible i mean if people have you see the thing is if, mm. if, if people are getting the vaccines now for example, there's still several months of school. And while it might be your first vaccine, vaccination and you won't be fully protected, there will certainly be an increase in your mm. protection. But you're going to uh, vote on a, a motion, it seems most likely. It could be a joint motion between the three unions, uh, but uh, you'll be voting on a motion of some sort uh, which will call for industrial action because of this change in the approach that the government is now taking. Uh, but that won't happen uh, from the perspective of your members until September when the new school term starts uh, and at that stage it's expected that your members will be vaccinated. It seems well, odd that you'd be taking some sort of industrial action about not getting vaccinated when you are vaccinated. Well, I don't know, first of all. You, you're, you're making an assumption that it won't take place before September. Oh, OK. Uh, that, that's, that's, now, on the other hand, I look, the... the, the, um, the, uh, the certainly... There's no threat, for example, to schools opening next week. That is going going ahead. We're not taking industrial action now, and hopefully no, there will be no industrial be action. In to hopefully there will be no industrial action. But 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 the unions are taking it very seriously, and whatever motions emerge will emerge, and then we will discuss with the Department of Education what the next steps are and how any crisis or any issues can be averted, okay. uh, which we hope will happen. All right, we'll leave it there for the moment. Thank you indeed for joining us. I'm sure we'll be hearing much more from your conference through the day and indeed uh, from the other teachers' conferences and I'm sure many parents and students will be watching what action, if any, is to be taken in respect of this. But thank you, as I say, for joining us today. That's uh, Dermot Per, Deputy General Secretary of ASTI, the Association of Secondary School Teachers in Ireland. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.